welcome to the Chris Bauerfein Sports Show. Welcome to episode one of the Chris Bauerfein Sports Show. I'm your host, Chris Bauerfein. Um, and with me here, middle linebacker, all-conference player, defensive front-range conference player of the year, middle linebacker, Caden Dollar. I'm going to clap it up for our man here. Um, and today we are going into navigating college football recruiting as a high school athlete. Um, obviously, this is something that I'm going through, and I feel like Caden is also going through. In fact, I know he's also going through the, through the process. And I think it's a side of college football that most people don't get to see. Uh, most people will see the after-college side of the recruits, but most people don't get to see the, the high school and how, how the process actually all goes down. Um, and so, Caden, would you like to say anything to introduce yourself? Uh, nothing really, just thanks for having me, and um, this is a topic that's always on my mind, so I'm excited to talk about it. Hey, no, you're, you're the man. You're the man here. Um, he accepted this invite um, on pretty last-minute last, last minute terms, so I just want to start off with... Uh, at least for us as players, we're, we we got to self-recruit a lot, yeah? Right. And I guess the way the way that at least I originally went about it was sending emails. Um, and I just want to ask you, what was, what was one way that you, you went about sending all your emails? Mm. Well, at first I just started out by by uh, looking at schools that I'm interested in, um, looking up their websites, looking at their coaching staff individually, trying to find... Uh, Trying to find the coaches' emails individually, phone numbers, Twitter accounts, stuff like that, and um. So you went deep dive on these guys, right? And I know you did the same. Oh yeah, definitely. But did you narrow it down to any schools, or did you did you just focus on certain? Because I know at least for me, I took every single school basically that was a D one school, and I I went and uh, emailed all their coaches. Um, and so I don't know if that is that what you did. For me, uh, I er, early in the process, I just started, I just started emailing coaches that of the schools that I was mainly interested in, like schools like CSU and. And stuff like that, and in some bigger schools, I was interested in as well. But as this as it has progressed, and um, I've needed to reach out to more coaches. I, I mean, there's been times when I just went through the list of coaches, I, list of schools from A to Z, and basically just emailed everybody. Oh, definitely, yeah. I I know how that feeling is. Um, yeah, and I feel like I feel like both of us did that. We started off and. We, we really started targeting, like, the schools that we wanted, like, big schools right away. And I guess as we've gotten down to this point, and, and being the situation I'm in where I, I have no offers, Caden does have an offer um, to go play. But, you know, I guess getting an offer from a school that you really want to go to is, is a lot different. And um, I guess, at least for me, when I was sending my emails, I would kind of have a template written out in my notepad. Right. And I would have little blanks. So I'd be able to fill in the coach's name. I'd be able to fill in the school name. And I'd have something that made it seem semi-personal because that was one of the things I had researched was that, hey, we have to make these like as personal as possible so people aren't just thinking we're just, you know, sending it to everybody. Because I feel like, um, at least if I was a coach and I was getting mass emails and I could tell it was a mass email, I'd kind of just throw it away. Um, And so I guess I tried to disguise that as best as I could as making a mass email um, with somewhat personal touches. Uh, I don't know, did you write all of your emails individually for everybody? Um, Well, I I thought it was important to make sure that I included all the stats and uh, awards or, or, or anything, any piece of information that I felt like would set me apart in any way. So for, for that chunk, for that chunk, it was just copy and paste, you know. But other than that, I, uh, like you said, for each school individually, I tried to, um, I tried to add more individual piece, just like something like, you know, like for example, like Oklahoma State, like I'd be incredibly interested in playing football for Oklahoma State University, and, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and I don't know about you, but I also, uh, I would also link, like, my huddle and my max preps and everything at the bottom of, like, so I made that my default email signature, um, where I was just linking all of my, all my stuff, my phone number, my email, everything at the bottom, um, because I feel like making sure that's easily accessible, Twitter, um, and that's something else I want to get into, so, like, Twitter, I, I feel like the only reason I got Twitter was for college football recruiting, there was no other reason I got Twitter, and I guess it's a unique space because it's so fast to get replies from coaches if, if they want to talk to you. Um, and, you know, there's no NCAA regulations on, on social media. And I feel like Twitter's, at least for me, been, been the best way for me to get in contact with coaches. Um, and so I guess what was your, what was your go-to um, when either you followed a coach and they had their DMs, you know, unlocked, or if a coach followed you? Um, well, like you said, in my emails, I always try to put my, my huddle in there, my phone number, my Twitter and um, oftentimes a, uh, a coach would would text me on Twitter or follow me or something like that. And uh, in, in, there's many coaches that I followed myself and, and, and reached out to individually. And, and for some of those, I got responses and some I didn't. But uh, when, a coach would, when a coach would reach out to me is, is, when I'd, is when I'd respond and say, Coach, thanks for reaching out to me. Thanks for following me. Is there anything that I can do to make you more interested in me as a player? Do you have a, do you have a favorite response you ever got from a coach? That I ever got from a coach? Yeah. Um, I just like when a coach tells you what you want to see. I don't, I don't like when a, you know, usually when a coach is like, oh, well, we'll talk soon. Like, we'll talk soon. That doesn't really. It is hard because it, I feel like a lot of coaches blow smoke up your butt. Right. Like, <laughs> definitely for sure. Uh, but I had one that I sent him. I sent him my film. He's like, "Thanks, G. Appreciate it." And I was like, nice. "Oh, that's my guy right there." Yeah. Um, but yeah, I. What what schools? What was the first school to reach out to you on Twitter? Mm. Or even follow you on Twitter. It was either CSU or a or a smaller school. I'm not. I'm not sure. Because I, I I pretty I explicitly remember like the official Wyoming like football was like the first like person to follow me on Twitter and I thought it was the coolest thing right. and like even still now like if I see a coach follows me on Twitter I'm like oh this is sick like because it's just like these people you don't know and you know um, and the possible opportunity to come out of it exactly it's exciting it's exciting like oh this this might turn into something you have no idea right I even if even if you get a DM from like even if a coach follows you you send them a DM and they don't reply to you um, that's when it kind of is like oh well, then why'd you just follow me you know right. if you're not even gonna take the time to reply um, that, that at least to me was pretty frustrating. Um, and so you and I have done this together, the, at least for me, the, what have you done visiting schools since, since COVID and, you know, obviously we can't take visits and whatnot, um, this year, but I know in previous years, um, you've taken unofficial visits to places. And so how have those gone for you? Um, well, like you said this year, unfortunately, because of the coronavirus and things like that, I haven't been able to take any visits, but previous years, sophomore year, junior year. Um, I, I did. I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, go visit a few schools like uh, CSU, Oklahoma State, Wyoming, schools like that, and um, it's awesome. What's Expect- your favorite? My, my my favorite my favorite has got to be my first one, which was at Oklahoma State, just because you know I was a sophomore and, and that was a that was a big time thing for me. Like that, I mean that was an exciting experience. How how did you end up How did you end up getting the um, the tickets for that? Because for people that don't know. When you when you take an unofficial visit, um, 
usually the coach of the program will reach out asking if you you'd like to take an unofficial visit and then they will give you tickets to to get on the field to to watch the game and all that's free and all that's on the school and they'll usually give you you know a facility tour um, before the game and so yeah I'm just wondering how'd you how'd you get in contact with them so what I did was I knew I was interested in Oklahoma State and um, so I followed their coaches on Twitter and I went on their I went on their coaching staff uh, website and I emailed Alex Golesh, which was one of their coaches at the time, and, and uh, Thomas Bradley. And um, I emailed them, and I, I sent them all my stats, sent them my huddle link, everything like that, and I asked them if I could come out and and uh, if they'd let me come visit them. And they said, yes, we'd love to have you. Sent me all the information, and uh, and uh, they sent me the tickets, and we got to go out there, which was, it was awesome. That must have been a pretty cool feeling. It was awesome. It was the first time I was only a sophomore, and... and uh, it was a huge blessing. It was super exciting. Loved it. Yeah, I, I remember taking one, at least in, to Wyoming. Then um, my first thought was, man, like, at least compared to our high school facilities, like, those facilities are so over the top and, and so, so crazy. Even for college, Wyoming's facilities are awesome. I so know. imagine seeing that for the first time compared to your high school. It is It is kind of, you, you got to get around once you once you finally find. I guess that's why they talk about finding the right fit. Right. you got to find what you like, and there, there are a lot of good ones out there. There's a ton of different options. Um, and so I guess what what is your experience with camps been um, and coaches inviting you to camps and then you actually attending or you electing not to attend? Um, well, I've, I've been invited to a lot of, a, quite a few camps, and some of them are from smaller schools that, to be honest, I didn't really really feel I should I should prioritize and other ones were were bigger schools division one schools and um, like especially this last summer I was invited to multiple division one camps and and, and uh, the summer of my sophomore year going into my junior year I wasn't able to attend any summer camps because I had a injury but um this past summer I had I had been planning on attending about five Division One camps, and because of coronavirus, I didn't get to take the opportunity because everything got shut down, so that was a bummer. So this is something I heard about camps, too, is that you should never go to them unless a coach individually invites you to them. Um, and I'll be honest, I, I don't know if I completely agree with that. However, when I did go to a Wyoming camp, uh, I think it was going into my sophomore year, um, you did notice that when you got there, they, they had guys that they were looking at already. And because of that, like, they kind of threw everybody else off to the side. And, you know, because of that, I, I kind of feel, I feel like a, a personal invite from a coach makes a camp worth it. Because camps aren't, aren't aren't cheap. Like, it costs, it cost, you know, it can cost upwards of $100 to go to a camp. and Especially if it's out of state. Especially if it's out of state, because then you got to add in travel, you know, hotels, all that good stuff. And I just feel like, yes, camps are good to, like, show off what you can do but I think I think unless you have like a specific reason to go to the camp like a coach says hey we want you to come to the camp going to a camp is almost kind of a waste of money at least in my opinion and especially as like a freshman or sophomore um, especially when they're not looking at you yet Um, one thing I wish I I had the opportunity to do but I never did was get out to one of those like the opening camps or like a national preps combine or something like that Um, because I feel like that like getting those verified stats out there like that's instantly going on whatever rivals 247 profile page you have faster way to get a rating faster way for these you know scouts from companies um 
to get their eyes on you. And that's kind of one thing I wonder too, is how much of the recruiting is actually done by college coaches and how much of it is actually done by those, those recruiting like companies and how much those schools use them to consult and, and find prospects. And yeah, I just, I don't know. I, let me, what do you, what do you think about camps? Um, like you said, I think, I think getting an invite to a camp is, is important because when a school so shows interest and when a coach shows interest, that means that they're going to be watching you at the camp. But it's more, it's more than just that generic email though. Right, right. It, 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 def, it definitely is known. And, um, many coaches say, I mean, I mean, kids get offered at, at camps. And, uh, if I, I honestly think I could have benefited from, from getting to go to a few camps this summer and, and the opening, like you said, was one of them, but, uh, that didn't work out, and I just got to trust that the Lord has a plan for that. Yeah, definitely. And so, since we can't go to camps, like, at least for me, the, the closest person-to-person contact I've gotten with any coaches because of the recruiting dead period was just extended again to April, so we haven't been able to see coaches since, you know, early spring is film calls. And at least for me, I've done FaceTimes, too. Um, and I just want to know what your what, what have your experience has been, and how do, you, how do you approach a phone call when you get it? Um, well, when it comes to FaceTime... I've had I've only had a few of those, and uh, it was with a smaller school, so so not a uh, not not my main priority, but it, it definitely was interesting to get a FaceTime call and 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 be shown a school's facilities that way, just because of coronavirus and stuff like that. But I have talked to quite a few coaches on on a phone, just like the the normal the the regular phone call, and uh, I don't know a, a lot of the time. The, your first interaction with the coach can be on a phone call, and I think it's just important to be as polite as you can and, and obviously try to sound as intelligent as you can and try to <laughs> try to make a good first impression even if it's not in person. You know? Something I, I think is important too, though, is like you got to show some personality. Right, you can't just be stoic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember that because I, I had a few phone calls early, and I was like a stone. I was like a statue, and... I just feel like I didn't leave the best impression. Like I was polite. I did everything that I was supposed to, but I didn't have any personality. Like, you know, I didn't do anything to make them like, oh, remember that kid. Um, and I had a FaceTime with, with Columbia. I've had three of them. And, you know, each one, I didn't think about it then, but I feel like the way you dress and the way you present yourself um, on that FaceTime is, you know, just as important as the actual conversation. Because uh, it's how you hold yourself, how you hold everything around you. Um, and then, so that's outside of the self-recruiting. So now, well, at least in our school, what, what help have you had from, from either position coaches or head coaches? Um, well, we've had two head coaches while I've been at Fossil Ridge. And um, my first one was obviously my first two years of, of high school. And, and he, uh, he reached out to a few coaches for me. And, and uh, when coaches emailed him asking if he had any athletes at the school that he, they should interested in he definitely uh, gave them my name which is I really appreciate that and uh, I'm thankful that he did that and so that way uh, uh, I could get into contact with a few coaches and um, so that definitely helped and, and our new head coach Jeff Fulton he's uh, he's he's reached out to a couple schools for me and, and some schools have uh, reached out to him concerning me and he uh, he uh, continues to to compliment me in front of them and and uh at least i think he does um, you hope so i hope so and um from what he from what he's told me he does and i really appreciate that and i 
hope that that will continue. I to think be that kind of emphasizes too the importance of the relationship with the with each coach, even at your high school, right? Um, because those guys are putting their putting your name out there for you, right? Um, but and I do feel like personally, Zach Zach Bigelow, he, I feel like he cared a little bit more about the recruiting process, um, than than our current coach does, and that's that's not a knock against our our current coach. It's just he's got different priorities in line. Um, and at least from the conversations I've had with him, he's he's more leaving the recruiting up to us. I definitely agree with which that. Which is kind of unfortunate because there are high schools where, you know, there's specific people. Their only job is to help get their athletes recruited. Right. And, and, you know, and it can be very beneficial as well. Like many, many bigger high schools, they, uh, like you said, they have a guy that, that has multiple connections and he reaches out to coaches and, and when, when, uh, when, uh, Obviously, if a if a college coach ends up talking to you or like to your parents or something like that, you you're just gonna give them the best the best answers that they possibly can. But when a when a a college coach can can sometimes may tend to talk to a high school coach more just because, I mean, that high school coach most likely isn't gonna lie, and 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 the college coach will ask will ask questions not only about what kind of player you are on the field, but what type of person you are off the field, what you're like in the weight room and, and, uh, you know, et cetera, the list goes on. And And that's, that's, um, that's important as well. And that's kind of why I feel like sometimes a head coach and their, their relationships with college programs, um, like there can be other coaches on coaching staffs, um, that they know and whatnot. Like we have, we have a, um, our special teams coach, Vance LaForte, you know, he's got connections all over the place. Um, he's, he, played with um, one of Ohio State's running backs coaches right now. Um, and he's got connections all over the board. And unfortunately, he hasn't really been around too much because he's, he's battling um, cancer. But, you know, other than that, I, I don't know how many connections like high school coaches, at least for us, have. And especially because Colorado isn't a football powerhouse of a state. It's not like schools are actively coming out and looking in Colorado for talent. You know, that's the Southeast, that's that's California, that's Texas. Um, and so I feel like because of that, it's made it a little harder for us to, you know, get our names out there and, and to stand out and compare to someone else. Because cause someone can see the talent level in Colorado and be like, okay, they're balling out here. But, you know, they don't have they don't have that much talent. And so if they can do that here, I, I just kind of feel it's almost at a detriment that we are in a state that, that isn't looked at as a football powerhouse. And... I don't know. Is there is there a way for us to change that? Is there a way for Colorado to change you know the perspective on that? Um, I don't know if there's anything us individually can do. I think to be completely honest, Colorado is probably going in the opposite direction that we wanted to, in my opinion. And uh, <laughs> oftentimes, Colorado's just looked at a soft state, and for many reasons, I can agree with that. But I do not agree with the common assumption that because because an athlete is playing in college or because an athlete is playing in Colorado, he wouldn't be able to produce the same results on the field in in another state as he is in this state. I think that has definitely uh, affected you and I. And I, and I, I think you agree with me. Yeah, yeah definitely. I hundred percent agree with that. I mean, and you know, you know how we both feel about that topic. Yeah, yeah, so. and I think that also when when you're in a more talent-ridden state, there's more talent around you too, right. and so you're playing against more talent, but you also have more talent with you, and I feel like that kind of evens itself out. Um, like, 
I mean, if the, the 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 more players on your team that are doing their job, the more opportunity you have to do your job well. I, in my opinion, I I do agree. And so recruiting help wise, um, Caden Caden goes to um, a gym slash recruiting service slash football prep slash NFL prep um, called Six Zero Academy. And Caden, I just want to hear what what's your experience been with that? How have they helped you out? And and you know what what can you say that you've learned from going there? Um, one thing that I really appreciate about going down to Six Zero is just the football knowledge uh, and, and, and the specific skills and technique work that we've done there. I've trained at many places over the past uh, six or seven years and m- many athletic performance gyms, but uh, something that's special about Six Zero is just the, sole, the solely uh, technique work that you do and the film work that you do. I feel like uh, going there has definitely made me in ways become a better linebacker rather than just uh, more athletic, which is important. Do you feel that helps out your recruiting when you're able to almost advertise yourself as next level ready already? You know, you you won't have to get used to, you know, watching film, breaking down film. You won't have to learn different new techniques. Like, you're you're already there. You're already ready. And have you felt like that's been able to help you out? Definitely. Um, Matt McChesney, who uh, is the owner of 6-0, does does a good job of of presenting his athletes on social media and and to college coaches in a way that uh that without without him those athletes most likely wouldn't be able to present themselves and um I see I see him posting all the time on Twitter right and and he's a guy he, you know he played for he played for CU and then he played for multiple teams in the NFL and he's been there and done that and um, he has he has many connections and 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 while uh, while some people think his methods are a little unorthodox, uh, <laughs> there's no denying that he has many connections and, and many coaches do will uh, will reach out to him and ask him for 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 players and and for reference to to at least accredit his success that's where trey went trey zoon is a current four star committed to texas a&m to play offensive tackle um and if i if i remember correctly before trey went there he he had very little attention from anywhere um and then you know once he got into six zero um offers just started pouring in he started putting on size he started doing all these things and he I know he was one of the guys you know he's up I know you're up and you know 5 a.m workouts you know late night workouts and that the the gym's based in Denver and and that's a that's a haul um that's an hour down hour back um but I guess that's one of the places that that's pretty special because you see you see people around all the time that are saying um that they're going to start going there or whatnot and so do you go there mainly for the the workouts or for the recruiting help I, I generally go for the recruiting help because of how many uh, be, because of the opportunities I've had to train at other sports performance gyms and, and I currently still do train at one of those in Windsor um, um, 6-0 is not um, the, the training is not my main my main uh, focus when I go down there while it's very benefi- beneficial and I, lo- I love I love going down there and training and working out hard and, and getting in the cold tub and things like that I uh the recruiting is a is a main is the main reason for me going there and so I I know actually I'm gonna assume I know I have I've gotten gotten flooded um with like online recruiting services 
saying like, oh, like sign up for this, pay a hundred and something dollars, we're gonna help you out. I personally have never done any of them um, because they just kind of seem like a scam and I, I don't see how those services can help any more than I am, you know, just, just getting my name out there. Cause that's, that's most of them will send me, like send a mass email and be like, hey, we're gonna help get your name out there. We're gonna do what we can. But then you look at, you know, people's credentials and I see people sign up for these services all the time and I kind of feel like they get scammed out of money. Um, and I just, I feel bad for them, honestly, um, because it's one of those things, the recruiting world is so big and, but at the same time, it's so small because everybody knows everybody else. You know, you think, you think, oh, this coach isn't going to, isn't going to have connections with other schools, but you know, it's a big network and I think you have to have an in and I feel like six zero McChesney has an in. Um, to a bunch of different schools and I think that's what makes that unique compared to like an online recruiting service is that you know six zero he gets to know you he knows who you are he's able to actually talk about you and so I just wanted to did you ever think about doing any of those online services uh, like you said I've got I've gotten they mostly come in emails um, and, and every once in a while on Twitter I've, I've gotten a, a ton of emails asking me to sign up for online recruiting services like that and like you said I just I just think they're a scam, to be honest. I don't. I don't think that that's the best way to go about it. I think. Yeah, I think uh, it kind of seems like the lazy man's way to go about it. I agree. I think if if you're not gonna have a person that's a connection like Matt McChesney, for example, I think, I think using your high school coach and and you reaching out to coaches individually is the best way to go. And something I've also found is that other schools' coaches, like schools that we've played, um, they're off. They're often willing to put your name out there for for you without without having to say anything. I've had multiple people um, wearing coaches from schools after games, I'll come up and be like, hey, how's your recruiting going? Like, who's your like who's your interest? Who have you been talking to? Who's talking to you? You let them know and they'll be like, okay, well I have a connection here and I'm gonna let them know about you. And so you kind of just, it's, it's crazy because help can come from the most unlikely sources. Um, for example, like last week, um, actually the first game of the season, the one of the Horizon coaches came up to me after the game and was like, hey, I just graduated from School of Mines, and you look like the kind of guy that they'd need, so, you know, I'm going to reach out. And obviously I'd already talked to Mines. We'd gone to a camp down there together. Um, but he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure they know, like, you're somebody they need. And, you know, I thought that was, I thought that was really nice of him. That was very kind of him. It was very thoughtful of him. Um, but I guess it's just one of those things, like, help helps going to come from, from unlikely sources. Um and so I guess, what's, how do you feel about coaches ghosting you? For example, for example, you'll be talking to a coach on Twitter, email, or whatever. You have a conversation flowing, and then it's gone. He just, he just ends conversation. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like it's a little disrespectful. Uh, that's the exact same word I was going to use. To be honest, when a coach when a coach does that to me, I, I just think that I'm gonna I'm gonna prove him wrong someday. And that's it. Motivation. He's just gonna have to wait for that day. He, uh, many coaches have done that and they missed out. But I, I guess it kind of goes the other way too because I know at least when I get flooded with text messages from D3 programs, I just don't reply to them. And I guess am I as bad as, am I as, bad as the coach that's not replying to me if I'm choosing not to reply to these other schools? There's, there's, there's plenty of players that, uh, that, are, that are D3 and, and, and D2 talent. And uh, I think I think if you have a goal, if you have a dream of playing D one football, like like uh, 
you told me you do, don't set yourself short, man. You gotta don't set yourself short. If you if you settle for for less than then then you're <clears throat> you're doing yourself a a discredit. You're doing yourself uh you, you, I definitely agree with you. Yeah. You know your value, you know your worth. And and nobody's gonna believe in you unless you believe in yourself and and so what if so what if they don't believe in you right away when you're going into college you you got to do it if if you have a goal you need to go get it if if you if you if you pursue it until you can there's anymore. a there's a hundred plus D one programs that right. have football teams right and, 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 and you're gonna you get an opportunity to just take it there's there's I that was a big thing I learned going through it there are so many more schools than than you originally think because you think of the big schools Alabama Clemson. Florida, 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 Georgia, but there's and schools like that are the ones I initially reach out to. There are schools everywhere, and I know at least for you and I, like we have the big dream of going to the league, right? And so I guess we look at those schools as like an, a pathway to that. But then you look around the NFL; there are guys from all over the place. There are guys from West Texas A and M. There's guys from D two schools, D two schools, D three schools, walk ons, everything. And so that's one of those things when. When we're looking at a school, at least in my eyes, it's changed from if I go to this school, it gives me a better chance to. This place is a almost like a nurturing center to nurture me for the next level, like a place for me to get ready. And and that's that's kind of the perspective I've changed. And that's that's why to me, at least one of the most important things when, when recruiting at a school or, or a coach has to sell to me is like, what are their facilities and support look like? Like, because if you have great facilities... I, I have no doubt that I'll, I'm going to be able to put the work in at that at that spot, and you know that's that's all me. That's not on anybody else. You know, if you give if you give the resources, I, I'm going to put the work in. I know that's how you are too. Um, and you know, you give me you give me the resources that college had today. I mean, you just got to use that, man. I don't I don't think I there's many kids I don't I think that don't that just aren't willing to. To try to use every resource they can to put in the maximum amount of effort and 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 work and recovery and and film study into into achieving your dreams, but if if a college gave you or gave me the opportunity, I believe that we would use it. And that's that's something we're already doing now, and I feel like that makes us more prepared wherever wherever we end up going. And nobody knows that about us either. Nobody does know that. That's that's something I guess somebody will find when when the opportunity comes and so i guess the last thing i want to talk about here today is is how do you feel about the walk-on process and, and walking on um since i've since i've been in in since the christmas break of sixth grade i've known that i wanted to play division one football and um and so i started training uh that Christmas break, I got some I got some workout stuff for for Christmas and uh, and and I still have that same goal and um, by God's grace I started varsity as a freshman and that that was one of my goals and by God's grace I think I'm gonna achieve my goal of uh, of, of earning a Division one football scholarship but if for whatever reason that doesn't happen I I plan to wa- I plan to walk on it at a uh, at a Division One school and, and earn a scholarship there. Do you feel like when a coach recruits you and says they'll offer you a walk-on position, a preferred walk-on? So basically, preferred walk-on is you have a guaranteed spot on the team, most places generally, um, and but they won't give you any money. So there's no football scholarship. 
Um, it's just a, a spot on the team. And for some places, a preferred walk-on can mean as little as you get to skip the open tryout with the rest of the campus. Like, you'll still have to do the, the secondary tryouts to get on the team. And do you feel like when a coach talks to you and says, hey, I think you're a, you're a preferred walk-on type player, I appreciate their honesty in some parts, and, and that's how they see me. But at the same time, I feel like it's the same as like when a, when a coach goes to you. It's like, this guy does not believe in me. And so if a coach was talking to you like that, would you, would you be willing to take a preferred walk-on over, over a scholarship spot if it was a much bigger school and say the facilities and the resources were a lot better? Uh, it depends. Um, I have received a scholarship offer from a D2 school, and right now I believe that I would, I would uh, accept a walk-on offer to a Division One school over that D2 offer but uh re- really the position I'm in right now I, I I don't know exactly what I'd do just uh just depends it, it depends on the school it depends on the coaches it depends on the school's football program everything there's a lot of factors that go into it right and I, like like I said I'm still uh I'm not selling I'm not selling myself short I'm, I'm still uh, I'm still pursuing my goal of I'm, I'm still pursuing my goal of achieving a football scholarship uh and i'm not of earning a football scholarship and i'm not going to stop pursuing that until until it's literally too late for them to offer me a football scholarship i'm I'm not gonna i mean ray lewis ray lewis earned his only football scholarship going out of high school to the university of miami two days before signing day and he was their last scholarship offer and I believe the same can happen to me. I'd like to thank you, Kate and Dollar, for um, spending the time and uh, coming out and talking with me today. Um, this has been the Chris Barfind Sports Show.